join me, Christine Weinbrenner Eirich, for soulful conversations with my community of travelers, exploring the heart, the mind, and the globe. We might all agree that we are missing travel right now. These conversations highlight what tourism really means for the world. Soul of Travel honors the passion and dedication of the people making a positive impact in tourism. In each episode, you'll hear the story of industry professionals and seasoned travelers who know travel is more than a vacation. It is an opportunity for personal awareness and it is a vehicle for change. We are thought leaders, action takers, and heart-centered change makers. This is the soul of travel. Lola Akinmade Akerstrom and Sarah Mansouri are two passionate world travelers building an online marketplace for live video shopping experiences to support local guides and cultural artisans. In our conversation, we outline the impact the pandemic has had on the travel industry with a loss of over 100 million jobs and 1 trillion in revenue and how Local Purse was created to bring income back to tour operators and tour guides and artisans. We also talk about their desire to broaden their impact and how they have folded in six of the UN Sustainable Development Goals into their business model and why that was important to them. They share how their model works, their startup journey, industry partners, and their vision for the future of Local Purse. Local Purse is a web-based platform which supports artisans and guides through live video cultural shopping experiences to host travelers around the world virtually. Local Purse is a minority-owned business founded by Lola and Sarah. They are a dynamic duo, and I'm so excited to bring their story to you. This is one of those conversations that leaves me feeling so grateful for my soul of travel connections and the opportunity to share amazing and inspiring stories. Join me now for my soulful conversation with Lola Akinmade Akerstrom and Sarah Mansouri. Welcome to Soul of Travel. I'm so excited for this conversation. I've been anxiously awaiting it since the first time I was able to connect with Lola and Sarah, and I'm happy to have them on uh, on this interview series today. Um, they are the co-founders of Local Purse, which is a really exciting new um, online global market platform for creating Um, opportunities for uh, the realm of travel to exist while we're not traveling and to continue to support local artisans and tour operators and tour guides and um, so many of the the people who have been impacted by the loss of travel and then also just a great opportunity to be able to bring travelers in the future um, to have these experiences that they might not have um, otherwise. So I'm really looking forward to hearing more about uh, how how you started this and who it supports and all the ins and outs. So um, I'm going to just start uh, first. I'll let you be able to introduce yourselves. But um, uh, Lola Akinmade Akerstrom is a visual storyteller, keynote, and author. And I did just have to dive into the books that you wrote because I had 
hadn't done that. And I'm so excited actually to look into those as well. Um, and Sarah Mansouri is a coach and facilitator and mentor. So outside of Local Purse, you guys are already so inspiring to me. I just love seeing the work that you've created and then how all of that has like blended so perfectly into this union. So um, Lola, if you wanted to just take a moment and introduce yourself. And I also wanted to say that she's joining us in her car from a snowstorm. So if anything tells us about commitment and dedication, that is definitely it. <laughs> well, no, thank you so much, Christine. And I'm so happy to be here. You know, Sarah and I are excited uh, to be on the show. So my name is Lola Kimadi Orchestra, you know, and I'm a visual storyteller. Uh, within the travel industry. I've worked in the industry for so many years. And uh, I'm one of those people where you say I do a lot of things, you know, but everything comes down to that thread of culture and connection. So whether it's photography or writing or even the businesses I'm involved with, it all has to do with cultural connection. And that's kind of where, and we're going to talk a lot more about local posts, but that's kind of how uh, I got to this point and then connected to Sarah to create, you know, local person and what we're trying to do. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Sarah, I'm going to turn it over to you. <laughs> yes, Christine, thanks for having us. Really excited for this conversation. Uh, as you mentioned that my background is tech and business, and then I coming from passion a lot for the people and always was looking forward to how can I make connect the whole world together, learn and share from each other all about the cultures, about the many things that we can really share together. So I look forward to share more about local purse today with you. Thank you. Um, as we start this conversation, I'm going to just share a little background from actually from your website, but I thought it was a great way to bring people into the conversation who maybe don't work in the space of travel to kind of understand what um, the, the global pandemic, the sort of impact it has. And um, you mentioned that uh, the travel industry makes up a, a large portion of the, the GDP, over 10%. And this industry has lost over a trillion in revenue and over a million jobs. And um, I just think that there is a lot of um, misconceptions as to who is involved in travel in the first place. Um, I was just listening to another one of my uh, episodes actually, and we were talking about travel kind of being like a wave and travelers just kind of experience this peak, right? Right at the top of the wave, but they don't necessarily understand all of the things in the ocean underlying the wave and all the pieces that come together to make that experience. And I love that Local Purse really helps to educate people about who those people are. Um, I also love that you had on your website talked about connection, as you mentioned, and how these experiences um, teach us about culture and traditions that are being preserved and the crafts that they created. And this is really why what you um, start your starting point for local purse. And so uh, I would love, I know that you met at like a um, venture capital, like investment training program, and this is where it all hatched. So I would love for you guys to just share a little bit about how that happened and, and why you wanted to create local purse in the first place. 
No, absolutely. And, you know, just coming from the travel industry, it's actually over 100 million jobs lost, right? Which is, yeah. you know, think about it like the population, the entire population of Germany, plus an additional 20 million people lost their jobs. So the travel industry was decimated when the pandemic hit. And so as someone that has kind of that domain expertise that's been in the industry for so long, it was very painful for me, especially as a visual storyteller, who when I travel, I meet a lot with local artisans, with local guides, you know, people that kind of preserve culture. And so when I met Sarah in this program, we were thinking, what can we look, you know, our other industries surviving this pandemic? And what can we take from those industries to help lift the travel industry? And one of those trends was something called live video shopping, you know, which is a macro trend in, in the world of retail. And we said, okay, this is really booming. How can we bring this into the travel industry to kind of create this painkiller for the travel industry? A lot of guides have lost their jobs. A lot of artisans and vendors and local producers have lost their jobs. How can we use live video shopping to start kind of empowering people again? So that's kind of how the idea came about. Yeah. Sarah, do you have anything you want to add? Exactly what uh, Lola mentioned, that it was just... Uh, um, a blessing that we really meet each other and then have the same vision and then have the same purpose to really build the local purse to really help and the travel industry and then look forward with the vision that how we can really make acceleration when it comes to really connect the people around the world and make it possible for everyone that can have this opportunity to travel and learn and share from everywhere around the world yes. yeah um, I mean, that's so much where Soul of Travel came for me too, is I was sitting in this space of, I had just launched my travel business a year ago, like right before the pandemic started, it was my one year anniversary. And then, um, you know, I've been in the industry for almost 20 years, so I'm very tied to it. I've been lucky to travel around the world. And like, as the rug was kind of pulled out from under us, I sat there for a moment, really heartbroken over my loss. And then I immediately started thinking of the connections I have with people around the world and, and what that was going to mean for, for guides and artisans and um, all of the people who receive income, especially from sustainable travel that's really well invested in communities. Um, I, I, my heart really was broken because I knew I really knew what that was going to feel like. And then I started thinking of all of the visionaries and these people I know in travel who are so passionate about connection and preservation and culture. And so I really just wanted to start telling those stories as, as a way to try to create connection to still explore, learn, travel, grow, but also create a community within the, the travel space where we could reach out to one another, learn from one, one another, be inspired and kind of um, still stay connected. It's such a unique space. And I'm sure you know, this is, is, is this travel community is really like a family. And I've been so lucky. Everyone I've met this year is just added to that family for me. And, um, and so it, it really is, um, again, if you're looking at this from a traveler perspective, where you're sitting on the top of that wave, um, it's so exciting that this is a moment when people are trying to like peel it back and see how, how much bigger the story is. 
Um, the other uh, thing that I really loved um, with your business is that you're not only supporting the artisans and the tourism industry, but you really um, set out to create something that was impactful in terms of supporting the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. And so, you know, not only already working with artisans, but looking at even more ways that you can create impact. And for people who may not be familiar with the UN Sustainable Development Goals, um, they were created to recognize ending poverty and other deprivations go hand in hand with health and education and reducing inequality, all to, to create more economic growth. And you guys really are focusing on gender equality, decent work and economic growth, um, industry innovation and infrastructure, reducing inequalities, sustainable cities and communities and responsible consumption and production. And um, this gets me really excited because this is for me where I know travel has such a great power to create change and impact. Can you talk a little bit about what that journey was for you as you started to fold some of those goals into your business model? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, with the pandemic, it was also an opportunity for us to start thinking about how we're gonna build back better, right? It was a reckoning for the travel industry to stop, reassess and figure out what are the things we've done that have been unsustainable up until this point over tourism and just, if we don't use this as an opportunity to start building back better, then we've missed the point. And so for us, it was very, very important, very early on to start addressing the UN goals that, and we're, and you know, for a small startup, we're addressing six of them. So that's very ambitious, right? And so we are like, we want this to be sustainable. We want this to be innovative, to empower communities themselves, to, you know, to create sustainable communities, gender equality. I mean, our team is 50-50 you know, uh, men versus women. And so for us, it was very, it was a, almost a no brainer because we want to be part of the change of making sure that travel comes back better, more sustainable and more equitable. So that was why. No, I think what Lola mentioned that uh, it was the essence of uh, the goal when it comes to cover uh, uh, the UN goals actually for us and on top of that I would like to just say that um, it is really important that we really mention that when we really as you mentioned the travel industry it is really a community that it is everyone just feeling the belongings and then we wanted to really extend this feeling of the belonging for the countries that they were a little bit because of the situation they they are not accessible for everyone. For example, I'm from Iran, that maybe many people around of me that they mentioned that I would love to really travel to Iran. Uh, and then many people maybe also, they are not aware of the beauty of my country. So that I think that this, this is a beginning for us, how we can make this accessibility and equality for the countries to be able to hear their voice and then hear their beauties and then connect everyone around the world together. Mm. Oh, thank you for sharing that. I, I was also thinking about, um, I wondered how, um, I know Lola, you grew up in Nigeria and you just mentioned, Sarah, that you're um, from Irania and, uh, or from Iran and uh, expat. And I was just wondering like living in two different cultures and traveling the world and really like 
having that perspective. Um, I think, I, I just wonder how that lays into that storytelling because so much of travel is gaining that global perspective when we travel and we start to see uh, differences and similarities and can, how interconnected we really are. Um, I just wonder if that put you in a unique position already to, to begin to still tell these stories. Um, Lola, I know that you, I, I loved reading that there's over 250 tribes and um, how that like really directed you to see cultural nuances and understand how storytelling and traditions are already shared through generations. And um, like, I feel like that folds so much into this project for both of you. Yes, no, absolutely. I mean, I, I come from a country that's very diverse, you know, like you said, 250 different tribes speaking over 500 different languages and dialects. So for me, culture was very important and it is, and as well as reverence and respect. And when you think about travel, we always have amazing experiences when we travel, but what we remember are usually tied to people. You know, oh, I had this amazing meal with this family that just invited me in, you know, or I met this amazing guy at the market. And so that's what we're trying to create, right? We're not just trying to create just this online shopping place. We're actually trying to create a cultural connection place where you actually meet the people, try to foster that connection, and then you're more tied to the person. Then you want to buy, you want to support. And then it, it begins to kind of, you know, like Sarah says, remove the veil of um, mystery around some destinations as well that you may not know, you know, and then now you see people, you call them by name, you remember what you bought from them. That's what Local Post is trying to do at the act of our startup is cultural connection, trying to foster that, you know, through an innovative online medium, which is going to be challenging, but yes, that's, that's what we're doing. Yeah. I love that so much. I agree that it is those people and those moments. And really, as I started traveling early on, I that was always my souvenir is that I would end up connecting with someone in a marketplace. I would buy something from them and bring it home and I would have their story as like this cherished memory. And it was something that I always reconnected to when whenever I saw it or as a way of um, framing my perception of the destination. Um, for instance, I, I had both in traveling in Uganda and traveling in um, Oman, uh, incredible guides that shared so much personally. And one invited me in with their family for a meal. And um, like, whenever I think of those destinations, that's the first place I go to. And then everything else I here or experience kind of filters through that lens of love and connection and shared experience. And so I love so much that this marketplace, like you said, is not just a marketplace because there really is a lot of opportunity to find handcrafted goods online. Um, maybe it's not all consolidated into one space, but the opportunity to virtually connect and tour and go to the markets, meet the artisans. Um, I just think that is such a gift for people to be able to have that experience, either because they can't travel right now or because, as Sarah said, it's maybe a destination um, where they wouldn't go. Uh, and, and this also might forge the, the way for them to travel in the future because 
they'll become more comfortable. Maybe it breaks down any of those uh, beliefs you might have had that wouldn't have allowed you to go there. And then once you see that shared humanity, you're kind of like, I'm in, I can totally go there. So I, I love that process. Um, so when we're talking about local purse, um, I know that you wanted to kind of reinvigorate the travel industry, supporting guides as well as artisans. Can you explain more about who that supports and the impact that it creates? Absolutely. So to put this in perspective, we're just about four months old, you know, as a startup. And when we went, um, we did our soft launch in December with our global partner, which was Intrepid. In just two hours, we were able to raise um, through sales, you know, as well as supporting the guides, just enough money for the artisans, right? Because, for example, one of them that uh, runs a rug shop, you know, and these are handcrafted beaver rugs, um, hadn't really sold any rugs when the pandemic hit. And in, a, in one hour, he sold seven rugs, beaver rugs. And so we already can see the impact of this just two weeks ago. We, we ran an experience in Costa Rica. Actually, just last weekend, I think, we, we ran an experience in Costa Rica. And with just a few just um, participants, they were able to make sales. So we know, you know, it's, um, it works. We know the impact is direct. We know that you can see right away who your money is going to through. And so what we are doing now is trying to accelerate as fast as we can, try to onboard more partners, more destinations, as well as get funding. because the onboarding process is not just signing anybody up. We have to actually vet to make sure that the whole supply chain, it's not just a virtual tour, it's a virtual experience plus shopping. So we need to make sure they're gonna be able to handle the logistics and get whatever the customer points to, to the customer, you know, in one piece. So that's why we're doing due diligence as we onboard, but we have a lot of destinations interested, a lot of experiences, and we just can't wait to start kind of sharing them, you know, as we go. That's really interesting uh, journey that for us to see the impact is really, really in a fast, uh, early stage also we can really see and then we, we are really amazed at how we can not only connect the people, also bring this impact for the, for the artisans and also local businesses. And I would like to just add that this is just the beginning because we know that most of these artisans, they are far when it comes to the technical new technologies in the digitalization and e-commerce. So I think that our goal is just empower this uh, group of the people that they would not really have accessibility and then also not right now to be possible to just join this fast journey of the technology that comes, everything is digitalized. So we would like to really empower them and bring them up to the um, new new way of working or new journey that we are all faced to that. Yeah. I was thinking about that while you were speaking that, um, you know, I've been in remote villages and there's all these beautiful products and you think how how is anyone going to see these? I mean, I probably 20 years ago somewhere I was and I, and I really started my mission to connect tourism and artisans then because I thought there's all these tour operators traveling to these remote areas that could visit these artisan um, villages and, um, and create that connection and share the story of the handmade goods. And um, so I love that you're able to do that virtually and create education and empowerment. And like you said, 
maybe before they would have never considered an online platform because the technology is well out of reach, the investment that it takes to create something like this on their own and this skill set um, is just not something that even someone like myself, that's hard to do, let alone if you're in a place where there's not consistent electricity or internet or you haven't been educated in running a small business and you're just honoring a craft but haven't really been taught the, the value from a business standpoint. And so I feel like that side of your model um, allows for so much growth and opportunity as well. Yes, no, absolutely. And just to add to that, that is also what makes us unique is that we can onboard vendors that don't have any e-commerce, don't have an online presence because through local purse, we, we create the product on the fly. You know, the guide can take a photo, the price and then the customer gets it on their own end and adds it to their shopping cart you know so that's what that's the part that makes it more accessible and that's also one of the things that's uh, really important for us is accessibility both from the customer end as well as from the partner end right more accessible for them as well as customers who can't really travel for many reasons this is now opening the world to them as well where somebody in Colorado could now go through a marketing once we onboard, maybe Uzbekistan, and then buy something and then meet people and then create that connection. So uh, this is just like magic to me. I, I am so excited. <laughs> and I know like the minute I first saw like flutterings of local purse on LinkedIn, I jumped in and reached out to both of you because really like this is this is what I, I just really remember sitting in this village in Uganda with these women that were like, we would love a micro loan. We want to start a business. We want to get our products out there. And they were beautiful. And I just, I like, I'm like, what is the gap? Where is this gap? Because, um, you know, it's here, it's beautiful goods. These women are driven to have a business and to succeed and reinvest in their communities. And they were wanted to help to build the school and like, so much could happen with just needed this connection point. So I really, I love that local purse is that connection. And I, I can't believe that you've only been at this for four months. And I'm so excited to see, like, I feel like the possibilities are endless for this, especially as you continue to connect with new partners. So anyone who's listening to this, if this is resonating, I really hope that you'll reach out so that you can learn more and find find out how you might be able to be engaged in this project as it develops. Um, I also wanted to talk about, you mentioned that you partnered initially with Intrepid Travel, which is a B Corp, and they are also a leader in responsible tourism and ethical travel. Um, and I was just wondering kind of how that partnership evolved and what that has added to the launch process of, your, of this program of local purse of your business. No, absolutely. I mean, once we started kind of conceptualizing local purse and with my experience in the travel industry and as well as my relationship with Intrepid, I knew this was the right kind of global partner we needed right off the bat. First of all, just values align. They're just a purpose-driven company. You know, they, they talk to, you know, what they walk their talk. And so we went, we did our soft lunch in Morocco mm -hmm. with Intrepid. One, because Intrepid before the pandemic also had offline shopping tours. So they were already used to the whole kind of shopping tour process and the supply chain. And so they were like a logical partner mm -hmm. to test 
a, a digital version, you know, a digital product. And so we're really grateful to Intrepid, you know, they're our global partner. We are also onboarding other partners as well, you know, and so with Intrepid, we're gonna add even more destinations, you know, that's exciting coming up. And then we are in, then we are um, partnering with more independents as well as you know regional partners and, and artisans mm -hmm. as well, and like like I said you know the process takes a bit of time because we have to truly vet, but we have a lot you know coming on you know uh, that we can announce soon. I'm excited. I mean, as someone who has or or nearly has a tour operator business, <laughs> I mean, I have the you know the connections and experiences. But I think about this for um, for for my business as well. How great it would be to start to build connections with the artisans I visit, perhaps like in Guatemala, and really start creating that connection even before we go there. Like it could be a pre-trip experience. Like there's so many. There's just so many ways this can become a value add to the tourism industry. And um, I, I just know there's so many heart driven and innovative people that the the wheels are going to get going on this. And, and I, like I said, I just can't wait to see kind of where where you go. Um, the other thing I was thinking about in terms you we mentioned at the beginning of the conversation you met in this um, venture startup program and um, I'm actually interviewing another woman who started a venture capital investment firm for supporting women businesses in Africa but I know as a woman and as female founders um, finding capital is really really difficult that only um, 2.2% of venture capital dollars goes towards female founders, which is kind of a staggering statistic. What was that, what was that journey like for the both of you as you were seeking to start your company? So when we met in the venture uh, program, it's called Antla. What you do is you, 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 um, you come in, most of the people didn't have ideas or maybe you just come in and you find a, a fellow founder. And that's how I found uh, Sarah and I connected. And then at the end, you know, you come up with your idea, you, you market validated, and then you pitch it to investors. And in the Nordics, only 1% is of, of uh, <laughs> investment uh, money goes to women, and then even less than that to minority-owned women. So we're already working into an environment that was, you know, the statistics are already against us, you know. But the good thing is we're gonna be starting up with an accelerator program uh, um, soon <laughs> uh, in the Nordics and it's focused on uh, underrepresented founders. So this venture capital is called Unconventional Ventures um, and it's going to be starting off soon. And then we, um, because of our business idea, because it's an idea that can already start generating revenue, we've been focusing on that first. You know, we've been focusing on getting the right partners on board, onboarding, because and then applying for grants, you know? So that's kind of how we've started our investment journey because it's an idea that we know is already market validated. The impact is already immediate, we can see it. And so the more we kind of just build it on our own with just a little bit of funding, maybe some grants, then the quicker we can move. I don't know if I can share with you, Kirsten, some story. Maybe it's not just for the investing, but it was just for our tech background that me and Lola both are really, uh, from tech background and then what we really built from our tech solution 
whatever we were we went to really present it from the really expert tech people uh, or uh, even for example the investors they were thinking that okay who is your tech uh, people that they really build this solution and then it was just thinking that okay me and lola we do something else there are some some people probably somewhere that the group of people that they do for us this tech solution that is i think that uh, mainly that we experienced that uh, as a woman so then the people that they still even we have that much information out there still they, we don't really count on the knowledge and, and the skills and expertise of the women in the tech area also so that i would like to just add to that so that was an interesting journey that we had till now but we are sure that we are gonna to nail it and then we're gonna show that okay we have a lot to really share and then we have more than to show that okay as a minor women so then we can really show that how things kind of go forward yes i i love that i mean just the brief experience i've had getting to know both of you like i i know fully that you're a force to be reckoned with so i can only imagine you in those spaces advocating for this vision um and yeah i mean I, I wouldn't be able to say no because my heart would land in it. But um, I also love so much that you do have that strong tech background, the business background, the travel side, like really you can be looking for partners and investors from so many different directions, which I think also makes this business model really unique. And that, I mean, you really are the perfect two people to blend to create to create this from the get-go. And, and I love that you have been able to do that. I mean. For me, I know I have no tech experience. So launching my business and my website and this, even the podcast, like all of that, I had to learn. And it's so, so valuable when you can do that all within your own business and you don't have to rely on anybody else to be able to just say, I'm doing this. We have the skill set. Um, we, we have all the tools, like no one's stopping us. I just, I, I can feel that energy and that love and that passion from, from what you have created. Um, and, I, and I do want to add, I do want to add one quick thing. That is also the difference within the investment world of when women pitch versus when mm. men pitch, because women already have working MVPs validated with sometimes customers and they still don't get the funding they need or the support. And men just have to come up with an mm -hmm. idea and then they get the funding. And so that's also one of the things like, you know, like Sarah was saying between myself and Sarah, we built a, a working MVP by ourselves and got customers, you know, and still. So that's one of the things that we still have to battle while still creating this amazing social impact yeah. project. So. No, that, that, that is such a, I can't find the words that I want to say that are kind in a kind way, <laughs> but I was, I was <laughs> another guest. We launched um, an artisan driven business where she works with artisans in Peru and she, um, they, they create beautiful hats. And then the, the weavers create bands that tell stories and they're a, a Quechuan artisan language. So it's, it's literally the language is in that weaving. And we were talking about it and she said, she had so many people saying like, don't you feel guilty? You're making money off this. How much money is going to the artisans? Um, you know, constantly questioning whether she deserved to earn 
an income from her business because she was supporting other women and artisans and that it should be a nonprofit and it should all be selfless. And I actually had someone who listened to that podcast email us and say, you know, that really hit me. And I thought if you were two men sitting there talking about this business, there would have never been anyone who had been questioning whether you should make money, maybe be questioning if you could make more money. Um, and so I, I do think, and that's part of this Voices of Women conversation is looking at those different challenges that we face, those stereotypes, the way business runs, um, how more justification has to come into play to get and earn revenue um, as well. No, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, that's the thing, you know, it's our motives are always questioned, you know, as women. And those are the things that we keep fighting. You know, like you said, your friend in Peru, of course, people have to make money from their work. Of course, people, first of all, that is also another way to insult, you know, locals is to treat them like a charity case. And that is not what local bus is about. We're not trying to run a nonprofit. People actually want to work. And that's what we're trying to create is, People want to show that this is what I've created with my hands. I'm proud of this work. And then you're going to buy it at a fair price. It's not a matter of just tipping me or just feeling, you know, sorry because I was impacted. So that is one of the things where, again, one of the goals, you know, the US, UN Sustainable Goals, creating sustainable communities, a source of income where people feel empowered, feel like, yes, I'm making my own income and I'm not being treated like a charity case. That is one thing we want to kind of make clear. You know, it's not a charity. It's not a nonprofit. We're actually creating something that gives people economic, you know, independence yeah. as well. I mean, I agree. I think that's so, so, so important. And I work a lot with fair trade and artisan groups and um, understanding the value. And then I think it really goes both ways too, as people tour and they actually connect with the artisans and they see the process behind and the story behind. It's not just a product. When you just see a product, it seems easy and it seems clean and it seems quick and it seems like where's the discount code. But when you look and you meet the artisan and I have this beautiful wall hanging from Bali that took a year to create because of the traditions um, included that they can only harvest the plant to create the dye on a certain day of the year and dry it on a certain day of the year and then blend it and mix it on a certain day of the year. And so once you understand the cultural significance and the story and the, the real labor that goes into creating like the rugs, for example, in Marrakesh, like it, it's phenomenal. And then the value increases because one, you understand, and then two, you're connected to the artisan. So you want to be able to honor them by paying that fair price. So I, I love, again, that this model creates an expansion of the understanding of the cultural products and, and the preservation of that, of that craft and skill. The, uh, the idea, we talked about this, about the virtual experiences moving into the future of travel, knowing that you are both innovators. <laughs> Where, where do you see that coming into play? Do you already kind of have like a, a, a mission or a big picture idea of what you want that to look like in the future? Yeah, so we are currently creating, you know, our goal is to be the world's largest 
cultural marketplace for video kind of live video shopping cultural live video shopping and so that's what we're working on you know and we've we've started and even if people or when people start traveling again this is actually already going to give us the space to even create more to spend more time in building and um, and onboarding and, and expanding the marketplace because we're making travel more accessible we are making travel more eco-friendly so it's going to reduce people's carbon footprints and you know we're making it you know, you know, addressing those six UN goals as well. So this is only just going to expand because it's already the future. We're already riding on a macro trend in another industry. So we already know it works. We already know the live video shopping works in the retail industry. And so what we are doing is we're creating this painkiller as well as vitamin for the travel industry. And we're also going to bring other people along because then people that may have not experienced cultural you know, uh, this kind of cultural live video shopping that maybe just do regular retail or lifestyle live video shopping, then we're going to start teaching them this is the beauty of travel. This is how you create connection and then start bringing people over as well. So we just, we have big dreams. Our vision for local pulse is huge, <laughs> you know, and so, yeah, and Sarah can add to that. So. <laughs> Yes, I just want to just share with you, Christine, that uh, we had uh, experience from the start when we start our MVP and then start to see that how is the reflect or message of the customer. Um, most of the um, uh, our adapters or early stage of our customers, they love it. They say that this is that I really feeling that it's not just for now because every time I might really now and then feeling nostalgic also that it gives me also travel to wherever I want, connect with the people also that I really already know, support them and then also just have a really good time and fun also. So it just as Lola mentioned that it is it is just the beginning and then we are uh, also it's not just our assumption we already get this feedback from our customers that they're trying our platform and then how this uniqueness and seamless uh, tech technology and then solution that we have for them it's really excite them because it's super easy to just connect uh, grab the craft uh, or the arts that they really want from the area and listen and then share the knowledge uh, from two different completed area and it seems that they are in the same place and connect it and then enjoy the time uh, and mm, that was my part in that yeah i mean I, I know that there's been so much lost throughout this last year but this um ability to connect virtually i i just think it's so interesting that like the disconnect led to the deep connect like it's so now easy to connect and um, I feel like we maybe broke down so many barriers about how it couldn't be authentic virtually. I remember like initially getting on Zoom calls and people are like, oh, why would you do that? Just call me on the phone or, you know, this isn't going to work. We have to be face to face. And a, a lot of that has been broken down, which then translates to these higher level of comfort for these virtual travel experiences. And I, I love um, how you mentioned the sustainable impact because um, many of us may be craving those experiences and connections. And this is a way where we can say, you know, looking at my values, which is to create less 
um, environmental impact when I travel, this is the way I can do that. I can say, great, I really want to have this experience, um, but I can just do it from home without creating an environmental impact, but I can still have this positive financial impact and this cultural connection. And um, yeah, I, I just love that that, it, it really lends itself to this new unique space. And then um, also uh, thinking about like the accessibility of travel. Um, this is a theme that's come up a lot on Soul of Travel is, is how, um, how limited travel is really to the world. And this opens it up to so many people to be able to travel, to be able to afford these experiences, to enhance the quality of their life through these meaningful connections. And um, again, there, I think that the opportunity is just limitless for personal and global impact. Um, I know um, this was really exciting. We were all just kind of chatting about this on LinkedIn that you guys were recently nominated as finalists for the Social Impact Award for Wonderful's Bessie Awards. And um, for people listening who might not know what Wonderful is, it's this really amazing online community or not online, it's online right now, I guess, <laughs> of women um, that connects women travelers around the world, um, content creators, as well as travelers. And it's a beautiful, beautiful sisterhood of women who just are really passionate again, like you said, Lola, about culture and connection and travel is kind of the vehicle that just allows that to happen. Um, so I'm so excited to hear how that goes. Um, I'm also hoping to be at Wanderfest next year. I'm hoping maybe you guys will be there. You ladies will be there. As well. Yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, no, we're up yeah. too. And we're, and we're really honored. We're really honored to be nominated. I mean, it's such a, it's a prestigious honor, you know, and it's a large community. I think it's about 45,000. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's really large, you know, and so we're really um, excited and uh, honored, yeah. you know, to be part of this uh, of the finalists. So. I, I was just very excited because I feel like that is a community that also would really resonate with this type of experience. And um, again, for even as women travelers, sometimes, um, you know, you have to consider safety and um, markets can often pose uh, a lot of um, concern because of the closeness of people and communication and money and uh, all of the negotiation and all these things that are nuanced in traveling, in understanding markets, uh, like that's a whole experience in itself in traveling, which again, you have the ability to kind of break down, create connection, um, explore what that looks and feels like as you move around the world from the safety kind of of this container. Um, yeah, so I, I just think, um, that I, I love that you were honored in that way. And I'm just excited to see how your your business continues to grow and expand and and ride this, this wave of growth. Um, I would love for you guys to be able to share as we close up um, any travelers who are interested in connecting with you, consumers for the marketplace, partners who would like to get involved, how can they reach out and connect with you to, to go through that process? 
No, absolutely. So uh, again, thank you so much for having us. You know, we are very open right now. We are onboarding from partners to, to customers that are curious about the products to, to even logistics partners. And they can just email us. That's me and Sarah at hello at localpost.com. Hello at localpost.com. As well as be patient as well, because we do have a small team. You know, it's me and Sarah, and then we've got three others on our team. And we're trying to, you know, keep on top of everything. But if you email us at uh, hello at localpost.com, we'll be in touch. Okay, great. I will share all of that in the show notes as well. Go ahead, Sarah. Yes, I just wanted to say, as Lola mentioned, that we are really open to onboard uh, from if you are really tour guide or if you are artisan and then would like to really share your uh, crafts or art artists uh, uh, products that to the world and then or also if you are curious to see that how you can support this community please join us and then we are really open or even if you are really interested to join our team we are really onboarding people so then for any skills that you really have that you would like to really bring to this uh, journey we are open to that so we are looking forward to make our community bigger and then also connect to the other communities Excellent. Thank you so much. I, yeah, I, I just can't speak highly enough. I am I'm a little bit swoony over the whole concept and at the luck of meeting both of you. So <laughs> I'm sure that will come across to our listeners, but I really, really appreciate it. I'm so excited about this vision and I, I can't wait to one day meet both of you in person and also to just continue to support your efforts as local purse grows and supports more and more in the tourism industry around the world. All right. Thank you so much, Christine. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Christine. It was really, really great uh, discussion and look forward to keep continue to have connection and then talk more about local purse with you. Thank you for listening to Soul of Travel. I hope you enjoyed the journey. If this sounds like your community, welcome. I'm so happy to connect with you. You can find more about the ways you can be a part of the Soul of Travel and Lotus Sojourn community at www.lotussojourns.com. Here you can find out more about Soul of Travel and my guests. You can also find The Lotus Sojourns I Guide for Women, as well as my current book, Sojourn, offering an opportunity to explore your heart, mind, and the world through the pages of books specially selected to create a unique journey. You can find me on Facebook at Lotus Sojourns and join our community, The Lotus Sojourns Collective, or follow me on Instagram, either at Lotus Sojourns or Soul of Travel Podcast. Join the Lotus Sojourns mailing list. I look forward to getting to know you and hopefully hear your stories.